Mikey Bet Show, the Mikey Bet Show. Do you know the Mikey Bet Show? Come on, listen to the Mikey Bet Show, the Mikey Bet Show, the Mikey Bet Show. Do you know the Mikey Bet Show? Yes, the Mikey Bet Show, where the bookies get on. For the Mikey Bet Show, and co-host, we have your man, J-Mo, and the other co-host, we have 5'8", not, I mean, 5'9", so he says, Elliot Schaefer, your producer, Chris Hornet and the man in the middle, Mr. Mikey Betts. You know, I actually hate um, announcing myself. It sounds kind of weird, but whatever. Welcome to the Mikey Betts Show, everybody. How you guys doing? What's up, guys? Yo, yo. What's happening? I have to turn the volume down every time you do that. Uh, dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I got the kids upstairs sleeping. Right when you said you were doing it, I'm like, okay. But now mute. Turn that shit down ASAP. I already had uh, it down, so it was very low this time. <laughs> Before we get into it, I want to talk about our ad real quick. Uh, shout out to Lou Malnati's Pizza. Lou Malnati's Pizza is the best place to go for all your pizza needs and your deep dish needs. I uh, just had one last week. I had deep dish with pepperoni. And uh, I feel like pepperoni pizza or deep dish pizza is, you know, a once every two month thing. So I've been on a bender. Um, but that's the only carbs I've eaten this week. So shout out to Lou Malnati's for still giving me carbs. Um, that being said, how about this weekend, boys? I mean, we got to get to that carb that carb thing real quick, Mikey. I'm down ten pounds. I'm down ten pounds. Let me tell you. It, it, it sounds fun. like you're trying to lose some weight. You got to try the thin crust, man. The thick crust, you're just gonna <laughs> that's gonna get you right back up there. Literally, I uh, I kind of splurged. I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go get a deep dish." And uh, I wanted to try the thin crust, but a lot of people say, you know, just stick with what you know. So I, I kind of had to stay with the the deep dish. Just my thoughts. Are you guys deep dish? Oh, yeah, we talked about this. You guys are thin crust, right? All day. Yeah, I'm more of a thin crust, too, but not with Lumo Nottis. I You said it's underrated. Oh, yeah, most underrated Twitter. thin crust pizza out there, in my opinion, because nobody gets it. Everybody gets the thick crust. And then you said, what, the salads? Chopped salad. Mamma mia. Chopped salad makes my breath smell like fucking onions. I mean, obviously, that's... Dude, it's 107 to 108. Bulls are uh, about to blow this fucking lead. Yeah, up twenty eight. Now they only got a one point lead. I'm at fourteen seconds. I don't know if it's on delay right here from where I'm at compared to you guys. I'm at fourteen seconds as well. Who has the ball though? Uh, Bulls got it. Okay, she just scored. Mama mia. (laughs) Whatever. Okay, so we have that. Bulls are. uh, We'll talk about bulls, but let's talk to the divisional playoffs. So divisional playoffs, we had probably some of the best games we've ever seen, especially. Uh, the four games in the weekend, we had, let's start out with the Bengals at Titans. Um, 
I didn't see that one coming. I don't know if you guys saw that one coming, but Derrick Henry, are you are you guys realize you guys got Derrick Henry back and you guys are going to pass the ball on the first game of the uh, first play of the game? Makes no sense to me. Ryan Tannehill, or as Frank would say, Ryan Trashahill, is the uh, he showed himself. He shows why he's not a playoff quarterback. And uh, I mean, dude, he cost him that game for sure. He's kind of a. Uh... They win despite of him all the, in spite of him all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't sold on them being the number one seed. I still don't really know how it happened with Derrick Henry being out for six or however many weeks. So I mean, I'm not I'm not really surprised there. Yeah, I mean, I, I took the Bengals. Um, even though I'm a Tannehill guy, I'm a Tannehill believer. He did absolutely nothing for me in fantasy this year, and I drafted him in almost every league and ended up dropping him. Um, but just disappointing season overall. I mean, with that first pass, though, you got to think about it. Everybody's expecting you to run it, you know, first down with Derrick Henry, you know, so maybe catch him by surprise. But, dude, Tannehill just let the entire state of Tennessee down with that game. I mean, unbelievable. And just some of the play calls in general, like across the board, were, were awful. I mean, just a great mm-hmm. game, in my opinion. Bengals are legit. Um, great offense. I think the Tennessee defense played great. Throughout the entire game, didn't even give up a touchdown pass at all. Um, you know, kicker coming through the entire game for the Bengals. But I mean, what do you guys think about those? You know, those uh, fourth and one situations where they're running the ball. You know, Derrick Henry up the middle on the handoff. I mean, he's not a short yardage back. I know he's no. like the, the baddest dude in the planet. But when it comes to short yardage, he's constantly getting stuffed. I, I think that. Why do you not quarterback sneak it? Why do you not QB sneak that right there in that situation? You're fourth and one. I mean, just fall forward. You're, I think Tannehill's 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, just fall forward at that point and have your line block your ass off. Um, even if you fall, you'll get it. I don't know why you have to go run it back and give it to Henry. There, there's just so many questionable plays that the Titans made, especially with that offense. And I love Mike Rabel, but... That offense just wasn't it. I, I I don't understand. I love, yeah, like I said, Mike Rabel, I think he's a long-term coach, but they got to figure out something on that offense because you can't just always depend on Derrick Henry. And then when you actually bring him back to depend on him, you use him lightly. So it just it, it didn't make sense to me. On the other side of the ball, Joe Burrow is a fucking lunatic. And, uh, I mean, he's a stud. I love, I love Burrow. And then um, even the defense for the Bengals was not bad at all. So... And they, they were good this whole year, so you can't really count them out. And a lot of people counted the Bengals' defense out this week, including myself. So Yeah, I mean, dude, that was big. The Bengals' D, the way they played all season long, I mean, they were top 10 in, a ton, in several categories defensively. And, dude, they were, to their, their credit, I mean, they were all over the ball. You know, granted, a couple of those picks were tipped, but that's just guys hustling with the ball, and that's the way they've been doing things all season long. But I said it last year. I mean, came down to the kicking. Mm-hmm. Kickers are people too, and I love that the kickers had their day, had their weekend actually this weekend because games were won and lost by kickers this weekend. And I mean, Mick Pearson's the real deal, dude. Just that—that's why you take guys like that. That's why kickers are so important. That's that's points, you know. Especially come playoff time, points are at a premium. And I don't know, I I just love to see him walk off, especially with that that quote that he had as he was go- going to run out of the field. You know, Joe Burrow's been talking about, everybody's been talking about how he just ran out there. And uh, before he stepped out of the field, he just looked up and just said, all right, guys, well, looks like we're going to the AFC championship game. He just goes out there and drills it. That's fucking nuts. That's all the confidence you need. 
I'm not a fan of kickers because they miss way too much. Um, it's very disappointing when they miss. But like you said, they showed up this week because when you're busting your ass out there for, you know, 48 minutes on the football fields, bleeding, dying, and this little scrawny asshole comes out and misses a 35-yarder, that's when mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. But they showed up this week, so you're right, Elliot. I'll give the kickers, uh, they had their day. But uh, the only way you could lose a game when you get sacked nine times is when you throw three interceptions. So this game's all on Ryan Tannehill for being a bum. It's embarrassing. Yeah, if you can't tell by Jeff's rant, he he was a playmaker back in his day. Just disrespecting the kickers. I was also a kicker. Through and through. I was a special teams guy, too. (laughs) Not a kicker, though. Kicker. Get out of here. You were a kicker? Kicking field goals. Kicker and punter. No, you weren't. I don't believe I was a punter all the way till Joey D came in the system. He was good. Dude, you are the least flexible guy I've ever seen with that back. There's no way you're getting your leg even you know, even past your waist. This was 20 years ago when the back was good. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I know. I, I'm, I'm thinking about now just watching your ass stretch. It's painful to watch. <laughs> yeah. um, but, dude, on that last play where, where Tannehill throws that pick, you have Julio Jones and A.J. Uh-huh. Brown. Why are you not going to them? In what world do you not throw the ball to one of those two guys? I, I don't understand that. Tannehill, that was probably the most frustrating thing ever because even though I have money on the Bengals, everybody knows that I've been a Tannehill guy all season, and this just fucking ended it for me, getting all sorts of text messages from everybody talking shit to me because I've been a Tannehill guy all season, just proving that he's just absolute trash. He's just garbage. I and he always like just knows when to. I feel like he's like the Carson Wentz kind of mirror, where he just knows when to make the worst mistakes at the worst possible time. I always thought it was going to be like a Matt Stafford was that kind of guy, but he's been proving himself to not be that guy. And uh, I think Tannehill and who else does that? Um, fuck, I forgot the other quarterback that I, I mirror. But I think yeah, Tannehill and Carson Wentz—they're in their own. Oh, and Goff; those three are in their own category of just awful. Uh, decent yeah. quarterbacks that always make big mistakes. Dude, Jeff, I didn't even realize until you said it. Fucking the Titans did have nine sacks. That's crazy. Nine. It's ridiculous. <laughs> you don't win a game and get sacked nine times. It, it right. doesn't happen. That's I mean, they crazy. were all after him. They were all after him. Mm-hmm. That shit was nuts. So it was a low-scoring game, too. It wasn't like it was anything crazy. I thought it was going to be a little bit higher. Uh, next game, though, Niners and Packers. This one I liked. Obviously, I like this one as a Bears fan. I think Bears fans had more fun with this game than 49ers fans. Uh, Packers suck. Packers are the worst. They are frauds. I think everybody knows that. Aaron Rodgers is a bum. He doesn't own anybody. Uh, Robbie Gold owns the Packers. Always has, always will. And, uh, yeah, that was his last game ever in in a Green Bay jersey. And I am the happiest guy in the world. As he might fan. come back. He might come back. For what? He's not going to. He's not coming back. He's not going to wait. He said he doesn't want to be part of a rebuild at this age or at this stage of his career. Yeah. I mean, what better place to be at than Green Bay right now with the team they have in there? Who's? Uh, I know Zedarius is leaving. I know uh, Devante. I think this is his last year on his contract. I don't think he's coming back. I know Aaron's not going to. I don't think Aaron's going to come. I think this whole team is. It's ready for a rebuild. That's what I think. Uh, their defense has always been suspect. 
Yeah, and if you lose Darius and maybe Jair, your defense is in a full rebuild at that point. They don't have middle linebackers as it is pretty much. I think Devontae wants to play with Rodgers, but um, as good as they've been together, they just have nothing else going. You can't rely on any of those other guys. Um, hey, maybe the Bulls. Or, oh, Jesus, Mike, maybe the Bears. Maybe they can go to the Bears. I could do I it. I would fucking lose my mind if they went to the Bears. Aaron Rod, if they're like, all right, give us Justin Fields, I'd do it in a heartbeat, in a second. Yeah. Take them. Whatever you want. Was, what else? Dude, I was saying today, I, I could see, I would love it if this happened. This would be crazy, though. Jerry Jones goes out because they were talking about trading for Sean Payton because it was saying that he wants Sean Payton as a coach. Uh-huh. They trade Dak for Sean Payton because Saints need a quarterback, and then they pick up Aaron Rodgers in the offseason. That'd be fucking unbelievable. The most ridiculous scenarios. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> you never know, guys. Jerry's crazy. He can make it happen. <laughs> and I, I could imagine that he wants to play somewhere warm, right? He's been in, in Green Bay for how many years? Uh, fucking indoors in Dallas is perfect scenario. So The real nice. scenario is him going to the team he can't beat and actually owns him, the Niners. Yeah. And dude, I don't know if you guys saw that interview from him like two years ago where they were interviewing Aaron Rodgers after the 49ers beat him in San Francisco. And he literally said, we got to get these games at home. We got to play these games at home in Green Bay where the wind is swirling. It's negative 20, freezing cold temperatures, making people uncomfortable. Sure enough, he got exactly what he wanted and they couldn't get it done. Only put up 10 points too, which is blowing my mind. Not, I mean, going into this, what do you say? Didn't throw a touchdown. Yeah, dude, it was crazy. He just looked so uncomfortable all day. I mean, he had a few a few flashes here and there. Um, you know, big play to to Aaron Jones. Um, you know, even uh, Devonta. You know, nine receptions for ninety yards, but they still had him bottled up all day. That that offense. I mean, D'Amico Ryan's. You know, D coordinator for the Forty ers I didn't even know he was their D coordinator <laughs> until this weekend. What would you say? Already should have a job. Oh, yeah. I mean, dude, the guy's unbelievable. He, he literally made you know the best offense in the NFL look flustered, completely mediocre the entire day. Granted, it, those weather conditions look fucked up. Those, a lot of those guys look like they didn't want to be out there. Yeah, no way. They're ready for uh, – they had their golf bag in their, in their locker room ready to go on vacation. For me, I think uh, the 49ers are the better team here in that situation. I think that – Kyle Shanahan owns Matt LaFleur. Kyle Shanahan owns uh, Sean McVay. So even going to next week's game, I think that the 49ers have a chance here to little legit go to the Super Bowl again. And if we see a Chiefs 49ers rematch, I, I don't want to see that at all. But it's potential that we might be seeing that this year, which is crazy. Uh, we can go on to the next game right now. Rams versus Bucks. Rams... I like this game. I, I like this game a lot because the Rams won. I put money on the Rams, but they almost shot themselves in the foot at the end of that game. Throughout that whole game, that whole second half. I mean, just kind of go back with Jeff. So with the nine sacks that the mm-hmm. Titans got dude, the fucking Buccaneers caused four fumbles. They recovered. They caused four turnovers and still lost this game. That's like basically unheard of. Yeah. In modern football. But I mean, as you were watching this game, which is, I mean, probably the craziest Sunday of football I've seen in my entire life with this mm-hmm. game, and then we can talk about the Bucks Chiefs later. You just, when all those fumbles were happening, and the Bucks kept recovering them, I was like, dude, 
Tom Brady sold his soul to the devil. You know, he's got always, something, dude. He's, he's got, got something, something going where, I mean, shit just happens for him. We got a buddy that's a huge conspiracy theory guy. Thinks everything is fake. Literally thinks all sports are fake. Love it. Uh, we, we might have to interview him one of these days. Get him on here because he, you know, he'll blow your mind with some of the shit he believes. But as I'm watching this, I was like, dude, sales right. This shit is rigged. <laughs> <laughs> this shit's rigged. Or Tom Brady sold the soul of the devil because that was just crazy to see. It's probably both. That guy definitely sold his soul to the devil. I'm 100% convinced. There's no way he did it. I mean, you got seven fucking Super Bowl rings. I think we talk about it every week here, but you have seven Super Bowl rings. You know, after the fifth one, I was like, all right, he's he's good. And then the sixth one, I was like, fuck, he's got six. And then last year, I was like, dude, seven. And then yesterday, I was like, dude, how the fuck is this guy pulling this off every single year? I thought he was going to win it. And then thank God they lost because I had money on it. But yeah, it was a good game. Sean McVay had a good scheme. But all this scheme just to lose next week to Kyle Shanahan, kind of sad in my eyes. Yeah, I watched both the I watched the Niners game and the Bucks game at at a bar, uh, different bars, but at the bar. So and the atmosphere was just crazy. And during the Bucks game, I was at real time, Elliot. Uh, Mike, yeah, you've been at real time, Mikey. Um, I think no, uh, no, I haven't. But I guess I'm gonna have to go soon. Down the street from T Woods, but okay. Um, the TVs went out. No. And I'm like, okay, like for like, it was like 10 seconds, maybe we're like, what the fuck? I'm like, dude, here comes this Brady shit. They're setting it up right now. And then Mm -hmm. Akers fumbled the ball the next play. (laughs) And I was just tripping and all the crazy shit started to happen. I'm like, what is happening, man? How did the TV go out and this game completely flipped around? You know, obviously had nothing to do with it, but it was just a crazy time. Everyone's going nuts at the bar. Yeah. And honestly, the Bucks could have won this game. I mean, there were some questionable penalties that happened early on in this game, too. I know Sue got called for a taunting penalty when he got in Matt Stafford's face early on, which it would have put them at like third and long and said gave him an automatic first down. They ended up scoring on that possession. Um, Tom Brady, same thing, got called for, you know, personal foul for, for hollering at the refs when he got, you know, got a helmet to helmet. Yeah. That stalled that drive. No points. So, I mean, a lot of shit happened here. I mean, Brady with a fucking beat up team. I mean, missing pretty much all of his wide receivers, one of his running backs. I mean, this, I thought he was going to do it. The fact that he got this far with this team. I mean, he's the the best there is. This is the only game that penalties really played a factor. I feel like the rest of the weekend was kind of clean. But that Mike Evans penalty pissed me off because I've never really seen it because you don't get too many fourth downs where it happens, I guess. Yeah. Um, where they called it a dead ball foul after it hit the ground. Yeah. That was just I didn't like that. I don't like that at all. You know, it's Dude, a bang, I, bang play. Yeah, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. So I actually when I was watching that, I was outside. So I had the TV. So I was in my backyard. Jeff, you've been there. Mike, you never seen it. But, like, I got my TV inside, but then I got these big windows. So I was outside playing with the kids watching the game. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden that happened. I'm like, oh, shit, automatic first down, you know, uh, unnecessary roughness, whatever. And then all of a sudden I, I like, look back. And then I look back at the TV, and the Rams got the ball. I was like, what the fuck just happened? I'm, like, sitting there on my phone trying to figure out what the hell's going on. But, yeah, dude, how is that even a thing, a dead ball penalty on a fourth down? I mean, that, that's so crucial. I feel like they got to change that rule going forward. What they say? Because it was after the play that it happened, after the fact, after the whistle, the ball and hit the why. ground. Oh, he, that's why he was dead. But it was like, you know, bang, the ball bang. hit the ground. He hit him like right then. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. As long as uh, 
not mad that the Bucks lost. I'm not mad at all. The game that I am mad I'm at, though. I'm a Weddle guy, though. You're a what? No, I was going to say, I'm a Weddle guy, though. I, I like, he's always been one of my favorite safeties. So I was pumped when he came out of retirement. So I'm hoping he gets a ring here, even though I think the Chiefs got this. <laughs> yeah, if they had um, Antonio or, or uh, Godwin, Weddle couldn't have played because they would have just been running past him left and right. I don't know how a 40-year-old was out on the field yesterday at safety. Yeah. A forty-year-old at safety, bro. And then who's the other guy? Uh, Whiteworth, uh, right? Whitworth, the, yeah. yeah, Whitworth. He's the forty-year-old lineman. Yeah, offensive lineman. I can't believe how old these guys are still playing. Like it's just even Brady at forty-four. Like, dude, how the fuck are you still playing basketball? Because they're not eating. They're not eating Lumel Nadis for dinner. <laughs> Man, they're fucking idiots. Then I'd rather eat Lumel Nadis than lose a, a divisional round playoff game. Fucking <laughs> nerd. I'm. I've never lost a divisional round playoff. How many has uh, Brady lost? Exactly. Just, yeah, just think about not it. that many. <laughs> yeah, when you think about it that way, though, I have zero. He has, <laughs> yeah, he's lost oh, more. Man. Um. Yeah, but the game that I'm fucking sad that they lost, obviously, is the Bills. That was the greatest game I've ever seen in my life. Uh, that overtime rule. The overtime rules just ruined the game, though. I, I'll say it. Until I'm blue in the face, uh, people can disagree with me, and they're like, "If you don't like the rules, uh, play better." And like, what the fuck am I supposed to predict the right score? Uh, I get the defense; like, the defense should play better, but like, you should obviously give the offense another try. Uh, they had that rule back in 2013. They changed it back in 2015, and then here we are now, seeing the outcomes. Uh, just a stupid fucking rule. Such a stupid rule. What do you guys think about it? Uh, I'm going the opposite way. Um, for the fact that you said it, uh, it's, it's a three part game. It's more than offense. So the defense needs to step up, you know, make a stop. They didn't, whatever. Um, so that's on them. You can't, you can't, can't have it always. The Chiefs won this way or lost this way to the Bucks or not to the Bucks to the Patriots, Brady, mm-hmm. uh, Mahomes, what was his first year quarterbacking, I guess? Um, so they lost the same exact way. So it bites you in the ass, but. I think defense is part of the game, so you got to go out there and play. What I don't understand is uh, why didn't they squib it with 13 seconds left? Squib the kick. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, yeah. What are you doing? Why would you take some time off the clock? Right. Especially when you have that guy at quarterback, you know, Uh, it's Patrick Mahomes. And that guy avoided every sack possible. Every sack possible. They were at him, they had him every single second, and he got out of it every single time and made a dime play. The guy is just insane. Insane. I love watching him play. Yeah, him and Josh Allen are both doing the same thing. And that's the only reason. I actually, I agree with Jeff on this one, too, when it comes to the overtime rule. I like that. Like, you know, I think the D does need to step up and make a play. But when you look at these two quarterbacks, that's like the one thing that makes me think it needs to change. Just because when you saw the way that they were putting up points in that fourth quarter, which is the wildest fucking fourth quarter I've ever seen in my life. They scored four touchdowns, to two not touch, get a touchdowns in the last yeah, two minutes. You, you just hate to see it, you know, Josh Allen not get a chance to make a play at the end of that game. It I fucking mean, blows my mind. They they From punted that standpoint for sure. It sucks, obviously. Yeah, and they punted three times, and everyone was like, "Oh, they punted three times this week." This just kind of rare. It's like, what the fuck? Can you yeah. imagine an offense where you only have to punt three times, and it's still kind of like what? You know, yeah. shocking. It, it's yeah. crazy. I, I was pissed watching the end of this game because I actually live bet the Bills uh, and I was getting five and a half points. Nice. So 
it was funny early on. I was like, when, when Bucker missed that, uh, when Bucker missed that extra point, I was like, Oh dude, that's going to be huge. I'm going to win the bet on that. And sure enough, they come down, scored, whatever. I was pissed because if he would have made that, they would have kicked that field goal at the end of the game to win instead of tie. Mm-hmm. And I would have hit my bet. <laughs> and then I'm sure they go to overtime and they fucking, the Bills lose by six. Well, I was furious. Do you want to hear, this is a little off subject, but you want to hear the worst bet of the week I, I made, which was uh, today? Uh, Bulls minus two. And they just won 111, 110. Fucking guy uh, scored a three with, you know, a second left. He hit a three at the buzzer. So it was 107 to 111. And the guy just ran up and shot a three. Wow. 110, yeah. So I'm fucking salty over here. That's why I'm a little down in the dumps. But it Dude, is you it tweeted is. earlier, was that minus one? I know. So I took an alternate at minus two. Oh, my God. It's fucking bad yeah. beat. Bad beat. Well, that was just a shitty game altogether. I mean, they blew a 28-point lead, but that's that's the story of the, of the Thunder, dude. <sighs> that's the Thunder. Giddy for rookie of the year, possibly. No, it's too late. I think that's Mobley's to run away with, but yeah. uh, geez, he's having a great year. Shy Alexander's having a great year. But before we get into basketball, let's uh, continue with this football. Uh who do, you, who do you guys like going into the future, into uh, the Super Bowl then? Because this was probably the greatest week of football I've ever seen. And now we have Rams, 49ers, and we have Bucks, or not Bucks, I'm sorry, Chiefs and Bengals. I think it's going to be a disappointment from last week, though, with the matchups. Yeah, I'm seeing two beatdowns, actually. I'm seeing the Rams and the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl. Uh, Jimmy G's the worst quarterback out of the four. They off their offense also didn't do anything in that game versus the Packers. Like it was very bad as well. Um, mm-hmm. So the Rams, I think, are going to take care of them really easily. And the Titans, uh, they sacked Joe Burrow nine times, and they just can't score. You get sacked against Patrick Mahomes, and then he's going to put up fifty against you every so, time. Like, you can't have a low scoring game oh, against yeah. the Chiefs, so they better figure something out for Burrow to have a chance. Um, it'll be nice to see somebody new, but fuck the Bengals. You know, I'm a Steelers fan. I'm not trying to see them in there. So I'm taking Chiefs and uh Chiefs and Rams. Even though Niners and Bengals I have in two bets to go. So their uh the Bengals jerseys are fucking or not their jerseys, their helmets are probably the sexiest helmets I've ever seen in my life though. I'm not gonna lie. Those are like the sharpest jersey or the sharpest helmets you'll ever see as Elliot is looking around somewhere for his Cowboys helmet. I was about to say, you ever seen that star glistening <laughs> off the, the sun, the sun shining? Yeah. How they doing? <laughs> yeah. You're a Bears fan. Take it easy, bro. Hey, I believe the Bears have more playoff wins than uh, the Cowboys do since, you know, the 90s. Yeah, there, dude, there's a bunch of good memes going on about that. The Joe Burrow one was the best. I think Jeff sent that one. Where it said Joe Burrow has won more playoff games in the last eight days than Dak has in six. Isn't that? It's just it's crazy to think about. You know, like you just get winners instantly, and then it's like there's teams that are just miserable for the longest time. Then you got these guys like the Bengals, right? The Bengals haven't won a playoff game since 1993, and then this guy comes in and wins two right away for them. They're in the AFC Championship right now. It's it's crazy what a good player can do. And um, it takes me into the offseason. Well, here, actually, let's finish on who we think is going to win. Um, yeah, I, I, like, I like the 49ers, though. I do like the 49ers because I think Sean McVay owns or 
Kyle Shanahan owns Sean McVay. And I know that's, well, it's playoffs, it's playoffs. But guess what? Both of these teams went to the Super Bowl. What is the difference between the team for the 49ers that went to the Super Bowl now and then? Nothing. Right? Yeah. What's the difference? Debo's better. They have a better right. <laughs> they're, they're, on the field. They're literally yeah. better. They didn't have Bosa. Did they have Debo? And that's that. Uh... This is third year. Yeah. So they didn't even have Debo. I mean, they're better, but dude, one of the things I don't understand, why don't they give uh, Trey Lance an opportunity to do something back there? Dude, I said he should have won that game, and I thought he would have broke it open because it was so yeah. tight, but the Packers were winning most of the time. Yeah, when you look at Jimmy G, I mean, he only threw the ball 19 times. Granted, he had some dimes, though. That's the one thing I can say. He threw that, you know, he had that one interception, um, but he had some big throws in there. So I'm assuming that's why they have him in there over Trey Lance, but I mean, make the defense think something. You know, I feel like when they're out yeah. there, they're it's either, hey, we're running the ball, we're gonna, you know, scheme something for Debo or throw it to Kittle. Outside of that, I mean, Juwan Jennings gets some throws every now and then, but dude, mix it up a little bit. I, I think they're they're gonna do something like that against the Rams because you know, like Jeff said, with when on paper you look at this like there's gonna be two blowouts. I know that Shanahan owns McVay, but it's tough to beat a three uh, a team three times in the same season. Um and Dude, the Rams just got weapons. I, I don't understand Cooper Cup. Like, I know he's he's a ridiculous route runner. He's got wheels. But why aren't teams just double teaming this guy? Like, why are they just, like, allowing him to run free? It blows my mind. Whereas, like, you look at guys, like, back in the day when Dez was just dominant in Dallas, he legit had two people on top of him. Always. You have to You have to respect Cooper Cup the same way. I've got to see the end zone tape on Cooper Cup because he's just – wide open like no one's near him he's so mm-hmm. open i'm like how is he getting past you guys so easily right now i think the end of the game there was a miscommunication which was was bad that's that's embarrassing for the bucks because they're a veteran team right um but still he, i mean he still made the play he was still behind everyone just wide open his yeah, corner no, routes, he's open by like 20 yards radius every way <laughs> it, yeah. it's, it's outrageous well they were talking about that play i, I guess they ran an all-out blitz and even Cooper Cup said it. He was like, I have no idea how Matt knew where I was going to be, but literally put it right on him. I mean, you blitz everybody. You're leaving Cooper Cup one-on-one with a safety. Dude, it's a mistake. keep a guy back. Push, you know, nudge him off the line. Do something to slow him down. Well, <laughs> literally just ran free. Up too, like an idiot. So if you're in man coverage straight up, you don't come up. Yeah. <laughs> you, you catch the guy. You let the guy come to you. And he ran up and Cooper ran right the fuck past him. Yeah, and then I don't know if you noticed this, but when they spiked the ball on that play, the referee did not touch the ball. Hmm. No, if you watch that play, and nobody is talking about this, Only literally nobody's Cowboys talking fans about You're a Cowboys fan, right? Yeah. Other than Cowboys Twitter, yeah. So legit, if you watch that play, boom, everybody sprinting up the field. Uh, Stafford gives it to the center, puts it down. Center just snaps it, spikes it, and everybody goes about it. Nobody says a word. This. Do you think that the uh, the NFL just hates the Cowboys? Yes. Oh, absolutely. I've been saying it for years, man. They get so many fucking holding calls. It's unbelievable. So if the NFL had to pick, who would they hate more, the Cowboys or the Saints? Because the Saints got fucked a lot, bro. That's tough. I mean, just that one pass interference call. I feel so bad for Saints fans because at the end of the day, the Saints probably would have won the Super Bowl that year. Yeah. Yeah. They gifted the Saints the Super Bowl after Katrina, you know? So I feel like from now (laughs) to the end of time, you can't let them have anything. Yeah. Unless unless there's another Katrina, which we, you know, we don't hope for. 
<laughs> but yeah, it makes sense. Um, I still think the Cowboys are the second most hated team. I think the Bears are the most hated team, to be honest. To be I honest, love to hate the Cowboys. You gotta love to hate the Cowboys. Their team is so stacked and talented. Every year, go too. out there and do that. This year, that was bad. This time, this is bad. Well, and then you, you I, it's just you hire a guy like Mike McCarthy to get the job done. It's like Mike McCarthy is not the guy to get any job done. He got lucky when he beat Pittsburgh in the Super Bowl, and also he had a guy named Aaron Rodgers. So he kind of, he kind of got to go with that. Yeah, that's why. I mean. It's so I'm so conflicted with everything the Cowboys are doing right now. I mean, that was actually my biggest takeaway from the weekend was, you know, when you're watching the Bills and the Chiefs play, just some of those play calls, the Bills specifically, like when you look at the Bills on paper compared to the Cowboys on paper, the Cowboys, <laughs> Cowboys are a 10 times more talented team outside yeah. of Josh Allen being unbelievable. But there's, you know, the plays that they're running, the schemes that they're running, you know, they're making plays. Those wide receivers are getting open. That's why I hate that people are all on Kellen Moore like he's some kind of offensive genius. Did you have CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, and, you know, CeeDee Lamb doesn't have a catch until, you know, late in the third quarter, fourth quarter in a yeah. fucking playoff game? Like, what are you doing? Kellen Moore, yeah, next head coach. And I think at this this playoffs have made people realize that the coaches that were going for interviews have definitely lost that interview within these last games. Like Leslie Frazier, definitely not getting a job anymore. Uh, who else is there? Dobble, Dobble just proved himself to get a job for sure. Um, I feel bad for Leslie Frazier, though. I like him. He was always good when he was in Minnesota. I, I'm, I'm like a closet Vikings fan just because I always watch him play uh, with being out here in the NFC North. But I felt bad for him at the end of that game. He, he I can't. What, what the fuck kind of defense was that? With those 13 oh, seconds to go. They got out coached for four minutes of the game, really. Literally. It showed. I mean, that last overtime was the defense was dead tired in overtime, I assume. Yeah. And they were demoralized because <laughs> what just happened. So, but those, that end of the game, that was bad. I don't know whose call that was, but that was embarrassing. That was definitely for Frazier. Frazier, uh, yeah, he cost himself any head coaching job anywhere he uh, went. Even, uh, I think, uh, the, Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles definitely lost his shot anywhere he goes now, too. So, I think, uh, thank God for the playoffs that it just shows all these guys that shouldn't be in the NFL as head coaches. It was for sure the best weekend of football, it seems like, in years, but it's always good. So, that makes it even better. Mm -hmm. Every playoff is great. But this this was amazing this year. Mahomes and Josh Allen. It was like it was the first seven 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 game in forever. Like they had seven hundred game seven hundred yards combined and seven TDs. That hasn't happened since like me in the spring game back in two thousand six. You know, yeah. it's it's been ridiculous how how many yards they were putting up late in the game and no picks from either one. Right, mm-hmm. no interceptions. Yeah. I mean. They were amazing. And I feel bad for Josh Allen because as good as Mahomes is, Mahomes' team is so much more talented, like you said, Elliot. Like, he's got Tyreek and Kelsey. Diggs was a no-show until he tackled that fan. He did absolutely yeah. nothing. I love how I love how um, they, there was that photo of him, like, looking at the Chiefs celebrate last year. And I was like, this yeah. guy literally waited 365 days just to put up seven yards. I was like, bro, <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? You're the best player on the team. Literally, besides Josh Allen, who else is better? Um, like the biggest weapon on that team, it's Diggs, and he couldn't couldn't perform. It's kind of sad. Makes you wonder why they traded for him. For you know, 
a lot of people say he's a diva. And uh, I didn't believe it until probably yesterday's game. So just my thoughts on that. I was a big fan of his, but I'm highly disappointed. In I think all wide receivers are divas, but there's a lot more that are more divas than than not. If that makes sense. No, I'm there with you. I still love him, though. I, I, I've been saying it since he's been in the league. Top five, I'd say probably top three route runner in the NFL, in my opinion. But you got to show up. I mean, your stars need to show up and make plays mm-hmm. in the playoffs. And yeah, he didn't do anything. Granted, I didn't get a chance to you know watch the game in more detail to see how they were covering him. But again, you got to scheme. You got to you got to figure out ways to get him the ball. So that, that's it's got to be on him. I I like when they're a diva when they don't get the goddamn ball though. It makes no sense for him to have like no catches mm-hmm. or any number one receiver. Right. Like, Bears. How does Allen Robin not have catches in going into the third fourth quarter? It's like, give oh, me we the didn't goddamn ball. <laughs> like, give it to me. You see, Tyreek gets it any way possible. Debo gets it any way possible. Mm-hmm. And you know they're just wasting space out there if you're just gonna sit out on the outside and. You know, do nothing. Dude, Tyreek is a freak, man. I love that they, they showed that still shot where uh, he was literally like, what, two, three yards yeah. behind that linebacker and started giving him the piece. It's like, oh, that, that's how you know. You mean the taunting call? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> didn't happen no, this time. No yeah. taunting. Yeah. No taunting call. That didn't happen. Yeah. I remember that one. I'm glad they didn't call that though. I mean, it's the playoffs. I feel like playoff time. That's why, like we were talking about in the Bucks game, you know, you got to be able to talk some shit. You got to be able to do mm-hmm. some stuff. That's what people watch the game for. I mean, obviously they watch the game because they want to see the greatest, you know, athletes in the world play football. But you also, you know, you got to let these guys show their personality. You know, in a playoff situation, you know, these guys are going to be emotional. That's the shit that you like, though. You like you like when your players do stuff like that. And now they're just, you know, throwing 15 yard penalties and changing games. <sighs> I just watched in the Rams. The the refs did touch it, Elliot. No, the refs spotted the ball, dude. No way. We got to go back. Send me the clip. Uh oh. I got a screenshot because it's like a two hour YouTube video. I just fast forwarded. Either way, I'm mad at myself. I know I brought it up a couple episodes ago. They had a fucking future on the Chiefs when they lost like four games in a row to win the Super Bowl, and it was at, like, fucking 30-1, to 1, like, something ridiculous, and I wanted to do it, and I didn't. And here we are. Chiefs are probably going to take this down. I don't know who, who beats Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs right now. No, I don't think anybody does. That's why I, I said it's got to be the Rams. <laughs> yeah, because the 49ers aren't going to beat them. And if the Rams go, they, they're the only one with a legit chance because they have all the weapons. But at the end of the day, the the Chiefs are the Chiefs. But if the Rams go, they have a way better defense. But who stops? Who stops Tyreek Hill? Yeah, Ramsey doesn't guard him. I don't think he's not that fast. There's no way. And we can have Weddle. Weddle's a little too old to be doing that. I mean, their their game plan will be the rush. That's that's how they'll win. And that's how Ramsey. You know, he's as good as anybody one on one. But he's a ball hawk too. And Aaron Donald, Von Miller. Yeah, and Stafford, dude, Stafford. uh, I just, he just scares me, dude. He knows how to find ways to fuck up. Sorry. Way to bring up Von Miller, though, Jeff. The guy doesn't do a goddamn thing since he gets traded to the Rams. And all of a sudden, he gets into the playoffs, and it's like, boom. It's almost like he's back in Denver again. Just That's flying what he's here all for. over the ball. That's what he's here for, you know? Yeah. That's true. Um, you guys want to transition it to a little bit of uh, basketball? Yeah, let's do it. I'm pissed off, too, Aaron Jones. 
wish you would have gotten the end zone. I did they had, they had a promo um where you could pick a touchdown score from every single game. I had every single game other than Aaron Jones. Which kind of looked like a lock too, because I mean it's Aaron Jones versus the 49ers defense. They're not great at the run. Well, they're decent at the run defense, but they're not great in Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers yeah. didn't have a game either. So and AJ Dillon went out midway through. So I was like, he's getting in for sure. Thought it was going to be a lock. And then sure enough. And then, and then after that, it's kind of one of those things like in a parlay after you lose one, you kind of hope like at least another game loses here or there. So it's like, yeah, I would have lost this either way. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, everybody kept fucking scoring. Yeah. Right, so right, right, right. I was furious about that. But good, good weekend either way. Best, best weekend of football I've ever seen. Even though I lost that Bills game that I talked about too on the fucking hook with the, like, since I got him at five and a half. As a football fan, you just got to appreciate watching. You have to enjoy show. the game. Yeah, you just got to enjoy the game. I'll never uh, get over this, but uh, my bad. Uh, I'm happy the Bills lost out, actually, because fuck Josh Allen, because oh. this guy plays amazingly. The last three weeks, four touchdowns, five touchdowns, two touchdowns, over 300 yards every week. My fucking fantasy championship, zero touchdowns and three interceptions. Two rushing it's touchdowns. Wilson versus Atlanta. Versus Atlanta. You can't win me a goddamn championship versus Atlanta. And you ball out in the playoffs. Ugh, well, that's what he gets then. This is why he actually lost. You know, like it makes sense. I come back and get you every time. Yeah, every single time. Every time. Michael Thomas hasn't played a game since Jamo started hating on him. It's true. <laughs> Damn. Ever since I drafted him, he hasn't played a game. <laughs> Speaking of players we should hate, players we should hate. Um, I'm all aboard to hate on uh, Grayson Allen. I am down to fight him. Down to uh, literally just fucking beat the shit out of him. I don't care how much he lifts. I'm down to just fucking, I'll put my fingers right through his eyes, dude. Yeah, it's getting tougher and tougher to defend him, man. I'm a dookie, so I was always a big Grayson Allen guy. dude. You're a dookie and a Cowboys fan? Yeah. I just drink my drink over I like winners, man. I don't know what to tell you. But (laughs) that being said, that fall was just, I mean, ridiculous. And I always gave Grayson the benefit of the doubt because I'm a scrappy defender myself, mm-hmm. so I have to get physical sometimes to to keep up with some of these bigger dudes that I'll play against when we're, we're playing in league ball. But I mean, there's a difference, like between being scrappy, being physical, and just being dirty, and just the tripping, dirty. I don't know what's going on there. Dude, that foul, laughing, laughing. That foul, Caruso was ridiculous. Like I, I just don't even understand what was going through his mind when he did that. Because dude, they. Thank God he only broke his wrist. You know, God only knows what could have happened. He fucking landed on his head or something or something like that. That was just terrible. Thank God he only broke his wrist. But it's like the fact that the guy broke his wrists, you know, the guy's laughing on the sidelines like a little asshole. And, uh, you know, you uh, you just can't do that. It's he's a fucking scumbag. Yeah, he's got to screw loose. No, definitely. I I went out to see him play. uh, Well, I didn't see him. I won't go out to see him play. I went out to go see John Morant play. And he was obviously just there. I had him over 10 and a half points or nine and a half points because uh, he was playing his former team. I was like, fuck it. He's got to score something. He only scored nine points. So that gives me another reason to hate Grayson Allen. Fuck him. Best college basketball game I ever saw. It was uh, when they used to do that, like opening weekend classic. Went to go see uh, Duke versus Kansas in the United Center. Grayson Allen went off for like 33. It was unbelievable. Yeah, I mean. The guy's a good player. He's a winner, but he's still a dirty fucking rat. <laughs> a punchable face. 
Dude, they should fucking execute him next time he comes to Chicago. Well, I'm not that mad about him. the foul was whatever. The laughing was bullshit. You know, um, that sucks. He has a punchable face. But yeah, when we does. play them, somebody needs to lay him out. I mean, that's pretty much how it used to be back in the day, right? Like, I don't think yeah, the foul is egregious. It sucks because our guy got hurt, of course. Right. But um, you're just supposed to send somebody out there and knock this motherfucker out, you know, on the court legally, as, as legal as you can. But NBA doesn't do that anymore. So he's just laughing on the sideline, pissing off fans. Yeah, dude, that's why I actually loved when uh, – I know we were talking about this a while ago. This happened a little bit ago when the Joker – when Jokic just fucking took out, I don't know if it was Markeith Morris after he yeah, fouled him dirty. Yeah. People just need to start doing that shit more often. Just to be yeah. like, dude, you can't just fucking act like this. You know, <laughs> and there are consequences too. for your actions. And Morris was playing like the victim. He's like, yeah, when his fat ass pushed me, like he pushed me in my back. Like, how's that fair? And it's like, dude, do you forget about the dirty play you did point seven seconds right before that? <laughs> yeah, that's what you deserve. You do that to me. Guess what? You're going to get the same action. Like, bro, it's that's not how. You can't be. You can't expect a cheap shot, or you can't not expect a cheap shot after you cheap shot somebody. So I think Morris deserved everything that he got, and he's still out there talking shit. And it's like, bro, you can talk as much shit as you want, but everybody saw the tape. Everybody knows you're a scumbag, and you deserved it. The best part is he got injured after fucking a cheap shot. So yeah, he's still out. I think. I think the next game, the Bulls should just get their shittiest player and just fucking ram him as hard as they can. Like, just put Troy Brown Jr. out there and just face plant him. But although Troy Brown Jr. lost his man card the second he got lifted and carried out like a baby by Steven Adams. <laughs> Steven funny. Adams is a monster, though. I thought I mean, that was hilarious. Because well, anytime Steven Adams gets into it with anybody, he has, like, zero motion in his face. No, he's the strongest he's like, man in the NBA. Yeah, he'll just, like, get in somebody's face and just, you know, do whatever he needs to do and then, like, never says anything, doesn't do anything. If you man. peel off his face, he's a robot. Like, there's no way that he's human under, underneath that skin. All yeah. those tattoos are to cover up the, the like, the box and all the all the systems. Terminator type right. shit. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Dude, he, he's the smallest guy in his family, too. Yeah. What? Yeah, he's got, like... It, like he's got a shitload of brothers and sisters, Australian. and they're all huge. Mm, that's fucking terrifying. Yeah, can you imagine that family like no. going out to eat? That they'll fucking close the restaurant down. Jesus, like Yo- Jokic's brothers, like they're fucking huge. Yeah, no, those guys are monsters too. But I like that we're all pro retaliation. We're pro retaliation podcast. We need more people getting knocked out in the NBA. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you you come and talk shit, go get hit. Kind of easy it, that's the problem with uh i think a lot of social media is like a lot of people just talk shit and they don't get knocked out um nba talk shit what do you think like the ref is just going to separate you those refs aren't big either i'd go right through them so i don't know just my thoughts definitely uh need to bring and, and like hockey they i'm not a hockey guy at all but they uh they try to eliminate as much fighting as possible why that's the most entertaining part about hockey. If they can fight, yeah. let them fight. Yeah. Literally, the only entertaining part about hockey is, like, they fight people. There's no other no other entertaining part. So, uh, bring it back to the NBA. I don't mind a malice in the palace. I think it would be fun. I would love to get in a fight with an NBA player. It'd be cool. You know, my <laughs> we actually used to talk about this back in the day. Jeff used to hate it. We used to talk about who would win in a fight between Jeff and Dwight Howard. Oh, come I think on, Jeff bro. could. I think Jeff could have taken him. 
No, no he, always, he always plays this down just because Dwight's just fucking huge. Dude, I've seen Dwight Howard in like person. Like I've seen him at Bonnaroo That's walking. I'm sorry, Jeff. That guy would eat you for breakfast. Like I that guy eats burritos bigger than you. You know what I'm saying? Like the guy's fucking nasty. Nasty. Not since his trip to Atlanta, but back in the day for sure. We can transition to the Bulls, how the Bulls have just been on such a fucking slump, even though they won against the Thunder. Uh, they've been on such a slump. Yeah, they they're, they haven't been healthy. I feel like uh, this team is getting exposed, though, to where they actually need a player. They they definitely need to buy ASAP. Like ASAP. What, yeah, what are they going to do? When you look at their losses, though, I mean, they're losing to good teams. They just ran into a tough stretch. They've been unhealthy, you know, but they haven't been at full strength for a while. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, when you look at the losses that they've had recently, I mean, they lost to the Magic the other night, which was bad. But Mavericks, they can compete any night of the week. They lost mm-hmm. to the Nets. They lost to the Warriors. Lost to the Celtics by two. So, I mean, those are some of the better teams in the NBA. But, yeah, and, and lost to the Bucks. So, I mean, some Grizzlies, some of those losses, they aren't, you know, the the worst teams to lose to. But, I mean, I agree with you. If they're not at full strength, they're in trouble. I mean, their bench, they don't really have it right now. Um, I mean, they got some exciting players. AO's playing great. But if you got to rely on Kobe White, you know, to carry your team at certain points in games, you're going to lose some games. Right. I'm a Kobe White hater through and through. I always will be. He's one of the reasons why he let the, the Thunder back in today, just making stupid decisions, taking dumb shots, getting dumb Literally. turnovers, and he's just a defensive liability. So I'm going to take every opportunity I can to shit on Kobe White. Uh, I heard they said they're not going to trade him no matter what. So I know. I'm not happy about that. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think they should trade him. I hate to say it. I think they should trade Patrick Williams. Because What's the I don't... market like for him, though? Right. Like, what What are they going to – what value does he have right now? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. But I think they just should still try to get him for something as a package deal for an asset. Yeah, I mean, they got a, a pretty easy schedule coming up. I mean, the, the Bulls could easily snap off the next – I'd say six games in a row. They got the Raptors, the Spurs, the Trailblazers, the Magic again, uh, then the Raptors again. So Raptors are legit, but I feel like the the Bulls match up well with them. The Raptors? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Raptors, yeah, they do match up well with them. But when's Lonzo coming back? Man, when is Lonzo coming back? Who fucking knows? I think uh, they're in six weeks, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I heard four to six weeks, but I wasn't sure when I heard that. That's awful. Four to six weeks. I feel like we have such an injury prone team with Zach with, and the guy who I thought was going to be injured first has been the healthiest is Demar. Um, and then Pooch. Pooch sucks. I'm going to say it. <laughs> Pooch fucking sucks. He he came here and he became a fucking a softy. He doesn't play with heart or he doesn't play hard at all. Nah, he's always played like that. Just zero emotion, but I thought it was pretty fucked up when I heard Stacey King say it tonight. It might have been Adam Amin, but they said that uh, this is the first game in a while where Vooch is shooting over 50%. When you look at him <laughs> career-wise, he's always been a very efficient player. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know if he's just not getting his spots or what, but that's that's a little concerning. You know? I'd look to trade him. Like, I would try to get him out of here. He said, oh, no, you need Vooch. I mean, for what? For what? Get a bigger guy. Get a bigger guy. 
Dude, he is literally the only person on the team that rebounds. <laughs> yeah, can't rebounds. get rid of him. You need a you need a body down there, and he's a threat. I mean, he's been off. Granted, the sample size is basically all season, but he's going to turn this shit around. You better. I hope. I really to. hope. It's just. <laughs> I think we still need one more piece, regardless. Like, absolutely, we need one. If we're going to try to win now this year, we're going to have to find somebody ASAP. But I don't know if AK's plan is to win this year. He never really came out and said anything what the goals were this year. Um, So if we are trying to win, and you know what? AK is aggressive. He, he'll make a fucking move where everyone's like, what? But if he thinks it's right and he thinks it'll win, he'll do it. So I'm fine with that. Yeah, I mean, I'm just glad the Bulls are are back to to where they are right now. I shared a, I all my old Facebook posts back from like t- 2010, 2011 mm-hmm. are like they all stand very true, like with, with you know today's time. And one of the things that I, I actually posted on Facebook back in 2010, I said, uh, I said I want, I hope that everybody's as supportive uh, as the Bulls come playoff time as they are of the Bears. Because I mean, everybody's so passionate about the Bears. Everybody loves the Bears yep. in Chicago. It's you know it, that's the number one team in the city. But I feel like the Bulls. I mean, some of the the love is starting to die down a little bit. You know, Already. the minute they start they start struggling a little bit, everybody jumps off the wagon. Yep, Where, always. I want to see all these people riding the Bulls the entire season. We'll see. I mean, I really hope, but <laughs> the Bulls. Are they're so everybody's so up and down with them until it's playoff time, and then playoff time comes, and then all these Bulls fans come out of the woodworks, and then they lose in the first round, and was like, yeah, see, this is why I don't watch the Bulls. The Bulls suck, and it's like, dude, go fuck yourself. I'm watching this game every fucking these games every single day, and I'm gonna have to hear from these dorks. No, no thanks. Yeah, man, Heat coming up here though. Number one, I didn't realize they took over the number one spot in the East. Did they? Yeah, yeah, thirty That's and seventeen. Nuts. And they're no joke either. I mean, the East is the East is going to be tough. East, uh, I think the East is taking over as the best conference in the league. I'll say it right now. It's tough to say that with the Suns, Warriors, Grizzly, and Jazz rounding out the top four in the West I and mean, Lakers. The, but then the- we have we have the Bucks, we have the Nets, we have the Bulls, and then we have the Heat. Yeah, but they got Denver still. I mean, Ooh. the Lakers and Clippers are eight nine right now, <laughs> so they got a lot of good teams out there. I don't know how Dallas is up there, but Utah, Utah's a good team. I retract my statement. Been. I retract my statement because I forgot we still have the Magic in our division. <laughs> we have the Magic. Oh, yeah. We have the fucking uh, the Knicks. The Knicks suck. The Pistons, the Knicks, Pistons, worst team. Pistons are awful. Yeah, Pacers, you know what? Hawks. I, re- I retract my striving. statement. Atlanta yeah. fell down, man. Oh, big time! I don't know what's that all. What's that all about? Too. I know a lot of them got COVID early in the season, so I'm, I'm, you know it's tough to come back from that. Get they that suck run. on the road too. They're awful on the road. Yeah, but so. dude, I agree with Jeff though when he brought up the Mavericks just sitting there at five. I watched the Suns Mavericks game the other day. The Mavericks have nobody. Like I feel bad for Luca. As much as I love Luca, and like you, you look at it and you're like, dude, Luca should be able to bring this team to you know playoffs, deep runs, whatever. Dude, uh-huh. he has nobody. Literally, Porzingis is like a shell of himself. He occasionally shows some flashes, but they got him, Tim Hardaway Jr. Like outside of that, like scoring comes, you know, you, 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 I don't even know, like where, where's it coming from? Like Jalen Brunson's going out there 
and he's like your what your number three scorer, number yeah. four scorer, literally. And the guy's my height. It makes no sense. Uh, well, he's five five. Yeah, he looks like it out no, there. I'm kidding, dude. Um, yeah, no, he's a shorty for sure. And Luke and Porzingis has missed fifteen games apiece. I don't, yeah, I don't know how they're staying up right now. Fuck. I, what do you think they're going to sell it or they're going to buy at the trade in line? Dude, they have to buy. Like, With Luca, yeah. But yeah, how do you not give Luca a supporting cast? That's um, what doesn't make sense to me. You know, you got one of the greatest young talents in NBA history and they're just not doing anything. I just don't think Porzingis is a winner. I really don't think he's a winning player that can play on a winning team. And that's that was my question I had with Vucevic, but I still have it actually. Um, I don't know if this, these guys are, are winning players. I think they're just good players on shitty teams. And then when they go to good teams, they become role players. I think they like missed, they missed like a window of era. Like they would have been great when Dirk was playing, like they're yeah. still big guys and right. they can outshoot them, you know, but they're big enough to probably guard them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now everyone's just big and everyone can shoot. So now like, and, they, and they don't yeah. post up. So it's just, they have nothing to do, but yeah, look weak. And that's, yeah, that's how it's been. Dirk has never looked weak. I'll just say that, though. Yeah, no, not Dirk. These two bums, Porzingis and Vucevic. Ding-dongs, bro. Uh, we have, I don't know if you guys want to talk more NBA, but I have a couple questions for the Mikey Betts mailbag. And then um, I'm trying to think what else. We got shit shows of the week. Yeah, let's get some questions. All right, so let's go to the questions. I have people text me as well, so I got, let's go through the ones on Twitter first. Will the poor bagel ever win the donut race? Yeah, absolutely he will. Uh, Biggie Bagel, shout out Biggie Bagel. That's what they used to call me in high school. Uh, He will definitely win a race one day. I might pick him next game. We'll see how it goes. But I am 3-0. I am undefeated. Uh, Probably the the best thing I'll ever put on my resume. 3-0 in the Dunkin' Donuts races. I will have an answer for you guys soon. Uh, why do the Bulls blow leads? Because hold on, uh, hold on. We got to get back to this race thing, though. If you go four and zero, I'm convinced you know somebody that dude that no, is so, like tipping you off. Who's going to win these races? Because somebody said the same thing to me, and he was like, "Hey, man, like, what's going on? Like, you're three and zero, and I'm like, well, you know, winners win. You know, I mean, who who do I know in 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 the United Center? You know, like some fucking uh, or the Duncan manager who who's going to tell me these things." Dude, you go to Duncan a lot, I think. I, I, I go to Duncan every Duncan. day, but nobody has talked to me about the Bulls at Duncan. That and, dude, you're showing up on you know on the court at the United Center. I mean, things are starting to add up here. He's three and zero in the the donut race. Yeah, like I, there's something you're not telling us. And if this streak continues, we may have to everybody's everybody's getting a little fishy. Digging. Yeah, everybody's getting a little fishy. I think there's some tampering going on, but we'll see. Time will tell. Hey, I'm winning people fucking donuts, bagels, and coffee. I don't think anybody should be complaining if I'm winning, even if I am rigging it, which I'm not, which I'm not. <laughs> but even if I am, you guys shouldn't be saying anything because you guys are getting free food anyways. Yeah, right? Like, what the hell? Um, and then, okay, why do the Bulls blow leads? Because they blow leads because they're not at full capacity. I don't know. That's That's my answer to that one. They're not at full health right now. So that's why they blow it. Kobe White. Jean, Kobe White, Jean Morant MVP status. He's got to win it this year, right? Shout out Gonza J16. I think that he has a legit shot. I know he's like sixth right now. I think the odds are at plus 2,000. 
Uh, no, I think they're at plus twelve hundred right now because earlier this month they were at plus two thousand. I'd still nibble on it. John Moran is playing great, especially. I mean, if you take him, you can make the argument. If you take him off Memphis, there's no way that they're a playoff team. No shot. And he is he is the most valuable player on the team. Um, so yeah, I, I like it. I like it, and uh, I think it could definitely cash out at the end of the year, depending on how the season goes. I'm mad at myself for not making the bet that Philly Godfather brought up with a different NFL team. Cause yeah. if I would have done Georgia to win the national championship, John Morant to win the MVP and then pick the chiefs, that bet probably still would have paid a couple Crazy. thousand dollars. Yeah, absolutely. Rather than having the Colts in there. So the Colts? <laughs> I was just going off what they said, Jeff. Damn. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Georgia got it. John Morant, I mean, you, you can't deny it, what the guy's doing right now. But that's a good team, though. That's probably mm-hmm. one of the most underrated teams out there. I mean, Jaron Jackson Jr. is playing unbelievable. I just love that they're giving him, like, free reign to get out there and just do what he does down low. Yeah. Um, Dylan Brooks, he's a monster. So just an unbelievable team in my Like, a, a, up, a young and upcoming team. And I love that they were talking shit to LeBron. When you when I heard that, that was absolutely hysterical. Oh, he was like, he's like, don't talk back to me like then. He's like, I'm not fucking scared of you. Yeah, that's what I mean. I love this like young generation of people coming in the NBA that are just looking at LeBron like, yeah, dude, you're fucking old now. Like, yeah, even though he's going to be one of the greatest players of all time, statistically, he'll be the best player of all time. Um, They're just coming in like, yeah, dude, you're fucking old. This is our time now. (laughs) We'll, We'll say whatever the fuck we want to you. Exactly. Um, that next Arrington interview where he's like, LeBron's living in an era with all his little brothers. I love that interview. That was great. Yeah. He said no one like opposes him. You know, shout out in the league. Shout out to Al Harrington, Good the legend. Al. Shout out to the protégés. You guys remember those shoes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those are the best. Those were the next thing since the Marbury's. The Starbury's. <laughs> those were the best. I don't care what nobody says. Uh, uh, next question: Bills versus Chiefs overview. We uh, we covered that uh, at Yoje Rojas. Uh, shout out Tanky, and then um, he said, "Fuck Grayson, absolutely fuck Grayson." Uh, it's always been fuck Grayson, and uh, all my homies hate Grayson. <laughs> um, let's see, let's see what else we got. Uh, I want to know what Jeff just sent right here. I, I got literally volume down. Yeah, DMs of the week. Please take it easy, buddy. Oh, that's good. Shout out my girl. Dariani uh, Santana. She's uh, been sliding her DMs every week to try and get on her DMs of the week, and I finally landed. So, Oh, you I did? Could, yeah, I could stop sending her ridiculous, filthy things. Wait, let me see. Let's see this real quick. All right, let's see. The DM of you got the DM of the week? I got, yeah, she does like a few every week. DM of the week. Let's see. And are we going to see your Instagram, like your picture back here? You can see my picture on the first picture. How much would you charge to sit on my face? That one's not you. That one's not you. No, it's... no. Hold on. I'm the last one. Oh my gosh. I feel like we gotta post this on Twitter. You were already perfect, but if we did this together, I'd go buy a ring tonight. A Nuva ring so I could flood that pussy with a peanut. What the fuck? Jeff, what are you saying, bro? <laughs> it's gotta Dude, be I ridiculous can't... to get on there. That literally with nut after nut after nut. You were already perfect, but if we did this together, I'd go buy a ring tonight. 
a Nuva ring so I could flood that pussy with a nut after nut after nut. And I'm saying that reading it in emoji. If I was going to say, saying it in the emoji is probably better. Cat emoji and then peanut emoji and peanut emoji and peanut emoji. <laughs> yeah, literally. Some of my best work. Some of my best way. Hey, congratulations, though, Jeff. That's, that's I was trying cool. for two months. Got it. You know what? I, Tom Brady could never. Tom Brady could never. Can you, know, do you know what I'm saying? No, couldn't be him. That's I mean, great. that's resilience right there, though. Just two months putting in work. Finally got up there. I would actually love to see screenshots of every message <laughs> for the last two months. It gets so bad that I erased it before. Like I erased the history. You I was unsent like, it. Yeah. The stuff I was saying, I'm like, you know, I don't say that type of crazy shit all the time. Trying to come <laughs> so, in your eyeball. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking like crazy shit. She's but. got a good skit because obviously people send her crazy stuff. So it's, it's pretty good. That's awesome. Um, here, I got some more questions. Uh, why do the Knicks always suck from Danny Mac? Fuck you. Uh, next question. Why are the Packers the best team to always get fucked over? Because they suck. Why do the Bears suck? Because yeah. they don't. They got just as far as the fucking Packers did. So go fuck yourself. And uh, those are the questions of the, the Mikey Betts mailbox. Or, yeah, Mikey Betts mailbag. One, one of the two. Um. Lastly, we can go into our shit shows of the week. What's your guys' shit show of the week? Too many, man. I got too many shit shows. Always yeah, kid related. My fucking daughter in a big kid bed keeps waking up in the middle of the night multiple mm-hmm. times in the night. So I'm on a complete lack of sleep right now. Yeah. We live out in Chicago too. So I've been waking up to have to shovel snow and shit. So it's been tough out here. And then I, the bills not covering the five and a half. That's probably my biggest one because I. It was last game of the weekend, and I just put put the whole roll on it. Yep, that's so. exactly what I did. I fucked myself. So lost the roll. It is what it is. I need to. I need to. Micah Parsons. I need to have that rookie of the year come out so I, so I can win that future bet and be back in the game because I'm done till uh, till that thing comes out. Um, lock, huh? Oh, that's a lock for sure. Lock of the year or what? Oh, that was free money. I put that in preseason, dude. That's fucking crazy. Micah Parsons, defensive rookie of the year. Uh, for me, my shit show was definitely the Bills as well. Um, I made money this week, but I would have made a lot more fucking money this week if the Bills won. And then my other shit show was the Bulls um, not covering the spread at minus two with that last buzzer or with that last shot. Uh, and then, yeah, the snow fucking sucks. It took me two and a half hours to get into work this morning. So it was just a shit show, which is literally our shit shows of the week. So I had actually three shit shows. Um, and then, yeah. Yeah, that's about it for me. What about you, Jeff? Uh, I mean, I could go back to Josh Allen because I'm still upset because I'm still getting shit for losing the championship two years in a row. Um, so, yeah, I definitely hate him. And I took uh, two edibles, which I've, I've never taken one, I don't think, awesome. ever. And my my whole night was just reckless. Drinking in edibles, not not my style. Did you get the spins? Dude, I was like out of my mind. I was about Here. to say, Jeff, with the people you hang out with, those were probably pretty strong edibles. They were very strong, and I took two. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because Jeff Jesus knows nothing God. about that stuff. That's why I would never mess with anything that you could eat. I don't mess with anymore, especially that stuff these days. Jeff, I wish I was there to see it. Dude, it was bad. <laughs> What kind of edibles were they? I have no clue. <laughs> Two different. I took one at my buddy's house and then one at the bar. And the second one at the bar, 
I was like, all right, I'm out of my mind. Don't yeah. Know what's happening. Time to go home. One of those. Yeah. It's terrible. We got to go to T-Wood soon. I haven't been to T-Wood in a hot minute. It's been a couple of weeks, actually three minutes, three weeks, something like that. Best bar in the Midwest. Let's do it, man. We got to do do a live record. I got to get out too. I haven't, I feel like I haven't left my house for other than children shit and forever. Just Literally. work and kid stuff. That's it. Let me know. We'll go, uh, maybe we'll go this Sunday or something. We'll figure it out. We'll watch the game. If not, we can go midweek and we can watch a Bulls game or something, but we'll make it work. Here we go. Royal so. Rumble this week. Royal Rumble. Shout out Royal Rumble this week. Big moves. Can't wait. Uh, that'll be a good one. We could recap that one as well. Um, it'll be fun. So we got we got the NFC and AFC Championship this week as well as Royal Rumble. Uh, we will be recapping that next week. Uh, once again, our podcast is brought to you by Lumel Nottage Pizza. Lumel Nottage Pizza is the place to go for all your deep dish needs and your thin crust needs as well. Uh, go ahead and go there ASAP and uh, tell them Mikey Beth sent you. That being said, boys, I will see you guys next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.